This episode of Fun Employment Radio is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase, go to squarespace.com slash funemployment and use offer code FUNEMPLOYMENT. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. It is weird because I've I've never woken up with such anger directed towards a person I have never met in my life. <laughs> Wait, who were you angry at? I was Okay, so the dream was, I mean, I had an amazing role in this movie. I was, it was oh going to be God, huge Oh, God, are you having me. movie role dreams? Yes, it was awesome. I filmed the entire thing, and then... Wait, you filmed I, the entire thing in your dream? In my dream, I filmed the entire movie, and then at the end, I went to go to see the premiere of the movie, and they dubbed out my head and put in Christian Slater's instead. <laughs> and so I was sitting there watching the premiere of it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be in this. And then the last second, they removed my name from it. It was still me, but they just, like, poorly, like, Photoshopped Christian Slater's head on top of mine. <sighs> And so I woke up and I was... That is hilarious. I was so upset. Oh, okay. Here, I'll explain it. Hello, this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg <laughs> Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Of course, we are live here out of Portland, Oregon on the Fun Employment Radio Network five days a week and then available via podcast afterwards. So thank you, wherever and however you found us. We, uh, we do greatly appreciate it. Um, you can go back through on uh, funemploymentradio.com, too. We had a ton of Bridgetown comedians on last week, uh, including W. Kamau Bell and Baron Vaughn and Mike Kaplan and, and Harry Condobolo and Emo Phillips and, and all kinds yeah, of stuff. A million of them. So um, go ahead and uh, you can go there to our website and take a look at all those. Uh, we do want to say, though, speaking of comedy, that comedy. we have our Fun Employment Radio Comedy Showcase coming up Wednesday, May 21st. That is next week. It's going to be at the Secret Society here in Portland, Oregon. Greg, that's a week and a day away. A week and a day away. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. We've got uh, four amazing performers on it. Noriko Ott. Curtis Cook, Bree Pruitt, Tim Hammer, all hilarious, all different styles of comedy, and that's going to be happening Wednesday, May 21st, so get your tickets right now by going to funemploymentradio.com. It's going to be a lot cheaper uh, to get them from our... Yes, to seven bucks pre-sale. Seven bucks, dude. Mm-hmm. That is a hell of a deal, because you're not going to be able to see any one of those, uh, any one of these, these performers. No, plus all four of them, let's just say, were all like hand-picked to all be Bridgetown comedians as well. Oh, yeah. So and- they were all uh, you know participating in the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. They are all um, they're they're all so funny, but in so in like different ways. Different ways, exactly. So it's great. Yeah. So like it, yeah, it's so well rounded, amazing show. Well, and Portland's one of those places. I mean, it's it was obvious even uh, even at Bridgetown, you know, that there's so many amazing comedians coming out of Portland, and they're all gonna blow up and be huge. You know, I mean, uh, not necessarily physically, uh, but you know, there's there's like uh, Ian Carmel and Ron Funches that have uh, made it made it very big, very very big, and uh, these guys they're all gonna be making it big too. Mm. Like, you just know it, so you're getting a chance to see some original original Portland stuff before um, before they leave before and, uh, they're at a, like a huge venue before they're national yeah where exactly. you're not going to be able to see them for this kind or like of like if a you want to see them you're going to have to pay you know like $75 to see like you know to pay for the headliner or whoever maybe they'll be the headliner right exactly you never know exactly so uh, please uh, go there we want to hang out with all of you get your tickets now at funemploymentradio.com just click on the link right there at the top of the page and that'll take you to buy your tickets and then we get to see you next Wednesday next May Wednesday oh where well, we're also doing uh, 
are we going to do our challenge? We are. One other thing we'll be doing at that is uh, Sarah and I will be, because as you know, we have our bike gallery uh, bike challenge, which has been happening here throughout, uh, well, for the last month and a half or so. Mm -hmm. And I remember this happened last summer. We both started out a little slow because it's still, you know, kind of iffy weather. I mean, it has been kind of thundering here. It is. I'm not making excuses. Right. I might be making excuses. That sounds like excuses. It's a little bit of an excuse. Um, and uh, Sarah are each riding our bike gallery bikes, and then we have our odometers that are kind of keeping track of everything. And we're going to see who has ridden the most miles live at the comedy showcase. Oh, God. And then one of us will be paying up a bet. So did I tell you, I so I bought a fancy dress that I've been saving for the comedy showcase. Oh, nice. I'm excited. Wow, look at you. I know. I'm going to be, because, you know, it's still, you know, Bike Gallery is part of Operation Hot Summer, mm-hmm. and I'm still trying real hard. Yeah. So we'll see how that's going next Wednesday. You can look at Greg and Greg and I and see if there's any progress. <laughs> look at us and judge us. Mm-hmm. Great. Now that's <laughs> just one more thing to be nervous about. Uh, get your tickets, funemploymentradio.com. All right. So we got a bunch of stuff to come up today. I'm sorry. Can we get back this. to the Christian Slater thing? Right. What have you seen with Christian Slater lately that would make him in your head? Uh, nothing. I have that no so idea. Odd. So I'll explain what it is. So uh, I... Uh, during this time, when once the weather starts changing like this, I get allergies really bad, and then it makes it hard for me to sleep. So You being the sickly child grown into a sickly adult. I wasn't a sickly child. I did have allergies, and this time of year comes back because I'm allergic to grass and most tree pollen and dust and dust mite and... I'm allergic to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things I'm allergic to. And this time of year is the worst for me. Even though I love the weather, it, it is so hard on my uh, on my body. On my body. Uh, that sounded bad. On your body. I know, because I wrong. get all like snuffly, too, and then like my eyes are all red and itchy, and there's nothing. Plus, I'm not. we've talked about this before. I'm not summer attractive anyway. The more clothes I'm wearing, I feel like the more appealing I am to the human eye. But during the summer, yeah, I'm all like itchy and sneezy and pasty and... Mm-hmm. Not desirable. Come out and see Sarah live. Wow, itchy, yeah. Pasty and desirable. Why don't you want to see this hot piece of action, huh? Boop, boop. Sarah's still an itchy and pasty. <laughs> um, so, so with that though, I have trouble sleeping. So I like kind of got to sleep for a little bit last night, and I woke up. I woke up probably at three in the morning, but I woke up so upset because I, I was one of those dreams that was so real to me. I couldn't understand that it wasn't happening, that it hadn't happened. And so here's what it, what went on with this thing, like. I, I I went through the whole process. I auditioned. I was chosen for a role to play the villain in the new Batman movie, some new Batman movie that was happening. And I don't really know what the plot was, but I filmed a lot of things. I filmed a lot of things uh, on a water ski. <laughs> there was there was water skiing involved. Oh, my gosh. That's just because you just want to go water skiing. It is true. I do want to go water skiing. So that was part of it where I was like doing these stunts for the movie. And I'm like, I was like doing flips and all kinds of things. And there's like, like, it, it, like pretending to do stunts with like his hands. He's yeah. doing like kind of like, woo, I'm on a water ski. Exactly. And there was like a boat following along next to me, like filming the whole time. And the director's there. He's like, oh, you did real good that time, Greg. Real good. You, real, you nailed the scene there, Greg. And, you know, filmed this entire thing and I was so proud of it. And I would even like go home off the set and tell everybody what I was doing. And then I went to like a flash forward through somehow I filmed all the movie. And this, okay, so it was like a like a montage. I, was it a montage? I, I don't know. I don't know if it was a montage or what it was, but it was just like you know, it was like <laughs> dream things, but it still seemed so real. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I went to the uh, I went to the to the to the play, you know, to the went through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then you did all I your was, scenes. What was your power? Do you remember anything specific no, about your power? No, it was just you were me. just a water skiing bad guy. I was a water skiing bad guy. All right, that's the main part I remember is that I was a water skiing maniac. And that, that was apparently the new Batman villain. I don't know what you would call him. Um, 
And then I, I flew like some people down to the premiere. We're in Hollywood. We're going to the, what is it, Man's Chinese Theater or whatever Yeah, it is. that's what it, are you talking yeah. about the one on Hollywood Boulevard? Yeah. B- Boulevard Boulevard? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And went to that and the whole premiere's there and I'm sitting there watching it, waiting to see my name come up and the credits. And then I see it's Greg Nibble doesn't show up. Instead it says Christian Slater. I'm like, well, wait a minute. That's weird. Christian Slater wasn't even involved in this thing. And then the scenes start going through, and I'm watching the movie, and where I am, it's my body and my movements, and then poorly photoshopped over me is Christian Slater's Like a head. South Park character in reverse when they have, like, a celebrity, and they put the real head on, like, the kind cartoon of, body? Kind of like that, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was, like, poorly photoshopped. I mean, then it was him, like, moving his mouth, but it was my voice and everything, but they just erased my face from everything and put Christian Slater's over the top of it. And so I watched the movie, and I'm just so upset. And I'm, like, I'm, like, really angry, and I don't want any Anybody did know about it, and I like left. Has the anything theater. like this ever happened to you? Where like you you filmed something? Like for example, like I spent an entire day filming Portlandia, and maybe I was only on the show for two seconds. Has that happened to you being an actor? Uh, is that kind of like along the same lines, or you're just mad that somebody else's face is on your body? The only time that really happened was in Leverage, where I was supposed to have a scene with um, uh, was it Bo Duke, uh, Mo Duke or Luke Duke, um. The blonde one. Which one is that? I have no idea. I wasn't a, a boy that watched Dukes of Heaven. I think that's Luke Duke. Luke yeah, I think Duke? Luke was the blonde one. Okay. Well, anyway, it was the blonde one. And uh, and uh, Schneider. What's his name? Schneider. So I've, I did. I, I had All like, I know is the him, general. It ended up, it, that ended up getting cut out. So it wasn't really in there. Bo Duke. Bo Duke, excuse me. Um, so that kind of got cut out. But that, that never entered my mind with this thing. That wasn't the same. They didn't, like, dub my head over the scene. Was it your voice or was it Christian Slater's voice? No, it was my voice. It was my voice. And it was it was my body clearly just with him dubbed over the top. So I get out of the I get I walk out of the theater in my dream, and I'm like, okay, well this is uh, this is awful. This you know this is terrible. Everybody, I'm so embarrassed. And then somehow I wake up, and I'm in my room, but I don't realize that it had been a dream. So I woke up and thought I had just gone home, and I'm like, I was like so upset. Are you serious? No, yeah, I was. Well, you really I didn't understand the difference. I, I was a dream. <laughs> I didn't know it wasn't a dream. In your mind, you really thought Christian Slater stole your role. Yes. And I was so furious at Christian Slater. Like, I probably, and I was in such a deep sleep when I was doing this thing. It was probably a good five minutes of me laying in bed like, man, fuck Christian Slater, man. That guy just, God, this just sucks. This is awful. It's so embarrassing. And then like five minutes goes by and I start kind of thinking about it. I'm like, wait a second. Something isn't working. I remember filming the water skiing stuff. Wait a minute. It was a dream. But by then it was too late. I was already awake. And so I was awake for like three hours last night. Um, still mildly upset and like kind of going to sleep. Then then I get more mad at Christian Slater. <laughs> and then I would wake back up and, and try to get over it. Try to recover from it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was a so good So you just woke up angry night. at Christian Slater. Yeah. Angry and upset. Okay. So I want to say Christian Slater, wherever you are, you owe me an apology for... Uh, <laughs> For that. Are you going to hunt him down? Uh, well, for some, I mean, dubbing his head over my body. That, that was, was just kind of rude. It was that was like up. very inconsiderate for all the hard work you put into the role of the nameless bad guy who water skied yes. in an unnamed Batman movie. The water skiing villain. Okay. Which, by the way, I know they're probably filming the new Batman right now. Maybe uh, you had like a secret spoiler. Maybe they implanted it into your brain and there's like, fuck, how did this guy in Portland know about Christian Slayer as the, ba- Slater as the bad guy who was on the water skis in the new Batman movie? Well, that's 
going crazier than my dream. Mm-hmm. I think it just went more crazy. I'm just saying. Well, I have been watching this show, Chuck, where they implant like secret like transmissions into his brain, and he's like a secret agent. So that could be where mine's coming from. I love how you you get involved in shows that have been off the air for ten years, mm-hmm. and then they're all brand new to you. They are. Yeah. <laughs> I like it because I don't like I don't have the patience to watch new shows for the most part because then you just have to wait for it. Like that's why Game of Thrones is so frustrating because I watch it and I just want to watch more. I want to watch yeah. it and then you have to wait an entire week to see what happens next. Oh, mm-hmm. well, there we so go. I like watching them all in bulk. Well, all right. Well, that's there you my go. story. There you go. That's a good story. All right. Well, you know who else has some good stories? Who? Some news stories. Oh, Okay. All right. Yes, we do. We have uh, we do have our Tim Riley news. Um, I want to talk about something else though with last night. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, we can we can play Tim Riley news right now. So this is a new segment for Fun Employment Radio, and of course, Tim Riley, our former coworker and news god extraordinaire, news god, uh, now does a uh, quick little like two minute podcast uh, every day with uh, news and commentary as only Tim Riley can do it. Mm-hmm. There is nobody else that can do it like him, and he's been gracious enough to allow us to play this on our show. So you want to play that right now? Let's do it. All right. And then I want to hear the rest of okay, everything go that's going our, on in that head of yours. Let's play our Tim Riley news. All right. Stand by for action. This is the news with Tim Riley. Greetings and welcome to Tuesday by the Employment Radio listeners. Here are the important events of the day. I would be remiss not to mention that a group of young men from Portland wearing shorts while throwing balls through hoops beat another group of fellows from San Antonio who wear spurs last night who did not throw the ball through the hoop enough by a score of 103 to 92. Many are elated and will run out to Fred Meyer to purchase any article of clothing with the words trailblazers on them. Our top story today is a mystery. Where is Casey Kasem? The fate of the Top 40 countdown legend took a strange twist when a judge ordered an investigation into Casey's whereabouts after his wife attorney said Casey was out of the country or at a Washington State Indian reservation, a place where a pale face would stand out, and nobody exactly knows where Casey is. Casey Kasem gained fame for his radio countdown show, American Top 40, before it was heartlessly taken away by Ryan Seacrest. He's also the voice of Scooby-Doo and may be best known for his famous Dead Dog Rant. Clay Aiken's rival in the North Carolina Senate race has fallen and died. Keith Crisco was 71. He'd run against the former American Idol runner-up Aiken in the Democratic primary. Mr. Crisco slipped and fell and was dead at his home by the time first responders arrived. Election officials had been expected to clarify the results today, with Aiken likely to be declared the winner. Now at last count, Clay Aiken was ahead by 369 votes. Aiken in a statement yesterday said he would temporarily suspend all campaign activities to grieve for Mr. Crisco. Well, here's some good news for the rapper who cut off his penis. Andre Johnson, also known as Christ Barrett, tells TMZ that contrary to the website's initial report, doctors were able to reattach his penis after he cut it off with a knife and jumped out a window. He said he took the dramatic action after he smoked marijuana and read about monks and vasectomies. Johnson, who cut off his Johnson, is a member of the Wang 2 spinoff group Killer Bees. He was found on a sidewalk outside an apartment building in West Hollywood on April 16th without a penis, sparking curiosity by those passing by. The missing part was found in nearby bushes. That's it for today. News and commentary produced exclusively for Fun Employment Radio. It's brought to you by OfficeBreakGifts.com. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. News around the clock.
That uh, big rap group, Wang Tu. <laughs> did he say Wang Tu? <laughs> I believe he did. <laughs> I think he did say Wang Tu. That was that Tim was Riley, ladies and gentlemen. Amazing. News God, uh, right here on Fun Employment Radio. That is so awesome. Oh, my gosh. Um, Wang Tu is my favorite band, by the way. Yeah, is it? Is it? Is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> is that Wang Chung's like, follow-up or something sure. like that? Sure. It's a secondary band. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, why don't we do, since we did a little bit of news there, why don't we do a little bit of ball talk? All right. Since we've done that for a while. I'll come back and talk about the other thing I was I was going to mention. Okay, cool. Um, all right. <laughs> Wang Tu, that is <laughs> that is the greatest thing ever. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. All right. <laughs> People have already started memeing in the live chat at funemploymentradio.com slash live of dubbing out my head and putting Christian Slater's on top of it. Wow, I want to do a show with Christian Slater. That's awesome. Scrooge Christian Slater. Stealing my role like that. Well, that's it. You guys have the same set. You guys both have large noggins. His head fit right on your head. <laughs> yeah, I have more hair than he does, though. I'll say Stop that. Stop tempting the bald gods, Greg. You did this yesterday, too. Knock on wood. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. All right, a little bit of uh, news here in the world of uh, sports. So the NFL draft did happen. And uh, with that, you know, of course, there's a lot of speculation about the one and only, Sarah, can you guess who, where he would go, who the most anticipated player coming into the NFL draft would be? Was it the gay one or the football, Johnny Football? Uh, both of them. Okay. That was pretty good. That was a pretty good one, too. <laughs> I know that, Those two yes. were the big ones. And uh, Johnny Football, a.k.a. Johnny Manziel, was drafted by the Cleveland Browns after falling down to about the, I think it was the 22nd or 23rd pick. Where he thought, you know, he could maybe go number one or at least top five. And then he kept falling. And I will say this, and I know this happened a couple of days ago, but you can still go online Don't and find go online and find it. Find his face as he's getting passed over and passed over and passed over. It is hilarious to watch how if sad. If you he have is. no soul, it's so sad. Like Greg told me about it, and I looked for a second, I'm like, nope. It's so I mean, I know that yeah, he's gonna be a multi million dollar, you know, football player. Here's the thing, he already is a multi millionaire. His parents are billionaires, or at least close to being billionaires. He's a sports star. He is you know, went to Texas A and M. The the guy has like everything. I don't feel too bad for him. But he is now going to be a Cleveland Brown. And uh, with that, of course, sales of his jerseys skyrocketed, along with the jerseys of Michael Sam. Now Michael Sam is uh, technically the first openly gay, openly gay NFL oh, player. Wow. <laughs> we'll dub that. We'll cut that out. Okay. Um, Michael Sam was the first openly gay NFL player. Uh, not that there haven't been gay players before, of course. And so with that, you know, they, they went to his house where he was watching the draft. He ended up getting drafted in the seventh round. He is not as a, he's kind of a on the fence player, like as far as whether he'll make an NFL team or not. Okay. He's drafted by them, but then he still has to make the team. So he was drafted by the St. Louis Rams, and there was a big kerfuffle, so I'll let you guys know about this, because part of ball talk, of course, is to let you know the news you need to know, and then that way when you hear other people talk about sports, you at least have some idea of what they're referencing. Okay. So Michael Sam uh, was there 
at his house with his boyfriend, a guy by the name of Vito Camisano, which I'll have some information about him that's interesting, too. Uh, there with his boyfriend, and uh, he got the call to draft, get drafted. You know, he started crying, which is pretty common for NFL players. I mean, there's, the, these guys are seeing their dreams come true. They're making an NFL team. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he was crying, and then he uh, ended up kissing his boyfriend on, uh, on the mouth. On the mouth? On the mouth. Oh, my goodness. I'm sure the internets love that. Well, this most people, you know, are like whatever. But of course, there were the requisite assholes who popped on Twitter and started saying uh, things about it, including one of the players from the Miami Dolphins, oh, a boy. team that should probably learn to keep their mouths shut after everything they dealt with last year with the uh, hazing and the uh, Richie Incognito stuff. And then, of course, one of their players talked about how horrible it was to see uh, two men kissing. On, on television. Oh, boy. And got all upset about it. The thing for me is I, I will be very happy when being gay will stop being a storyline. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that it is. Uh, okay, I will reference this. Uh, Aaron Duran is in the chat saying, except that Michael Sam is the number one defensive player in the SEC. It's true, but he's also kind of a mid-sized guy. His, his size, it's where he's going to fit. All right. He's, he's not going to be a superstar in the NFL. Um... But yeah, it it'll, will be nice though when uh, when you can stop going on that storyline. Yeah, or it would be just about his talent or something right. along those lines. But right now, right now is that's uh, that's part of the storyline. So we'll see. Uh, he's going to be you know with the St. Louis Rams. So we'll see if he ends up making the team. But here's the interesting side story about his boyfriend, uh, Vito Camisano. Uh, Vito is is apparently uh, comes from a mob family. Like a real mob Seri- family. Well, I was I was going to make a Sopranos joke when I first heard Vito, but mm-hmm. all right, seriously. Yeah. Now, he, he himself, uh, as far as everything it's, it looks like, um, and even all the reports are saying, I mean, it looks like he's just like a stand-up guy. He was a graduate from University of Missouri. He was a, I think he had a swimming scholarship. You know, just seems like a normal dude. But his family line, damn. That's, wow. that's the real deal. His grandfather was known as uh, Willie the Rat Camisano. And he was known as Willie the Rat, not because he ratted people out, but because of the fact that I guess he would, when he would kill people, which he did, he would stick them in the sewers so the rats would eat them. Oh, gross. That's why he was Willie the Rat. That is his grandfather. Even his father actually went to jail for uh, for being involved in some kind of organized crime in Kansas City, although I guess he served his time and he's done with that. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, just kind of an interesting side note. That's very interesting. Yeah, I just thought it was a, thought it was kind of a random thing. Uh-oh, Michael Sam, be careful. Yeah, watch out there. Mm-hmm. Don't piss that guy off. Uh, but no, from everything it says, Vito seems like he's a nice guy. But yeah, his name is Vito Camisano. That wow. Does, that does sound like something Vito Camisano. Vito Camisano. Willie the Rat. Uh, all right, moving on. Aaron's telling you, there is no mob, Greg. We've had this talk. No, there's nothing like that. I don't know what you're talking about either. <laughs> I have no knowledge or reference of that. I don't know what you're referring to. Moving on to ball talk. It's uh, just kind of a, a smattering potpourri of balls. I feel like I have to uh, I have to bring this up, and it's uh, just some a little bit more about Donald Sterling, of course the L.A. Clippers oh, owner. Oh God, that guy! I thought he would have. I, I thought with all this media excitement that he would have died by now. Oh no, it's the opposite. Oh it's, really? It's actually kind of in like a train wreck kind of way, amazing. Like a tequila tequila kind of way? Uh, well, I don't know about that, but it's going along those lines. So Donald Sterling is, uh, you know, of course, the owner of the LA Clippers, famous for now the tape. I think we've all heard the tape. I don't even need to we've explain that. We've all heard that. the tape. Yeah, of all of his racist comments. Well, he decided to fight this image by doing an interview with Anderson Cooper. 
So, and of course, Anderson Cooper, as he should have, jumped right on the chance and said, yep, well, I'll do that interview. Of course. It is, I, I highly suggest watching it just for yourself. I'm, I'm not going to really play any of it. I will just read kind of a couple of the clips because uh, Anderson Cooper played it pretty straight. You know, he, he, he had it all down. No, he's a that pro. That's kind of funny saying he played it pretty straight. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's a pro, and he just kind of let Sterling hang himself. And so Sterling... Oh, um, I love it when someone's good enough at their job that they can just give the person, just keep giving them rope. Yep. Just keep going. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just let him, let him do it. And uh, they ended up talking about Magic Johnson. The topic came up. Oh, Sterling, I can't even imagine where that went. Sterling went with this. Uh, <laughs> what has he done? Can you tell me, Big Magic Johnson, what has he done? Cooper said, well, he's a business person. Here's Sterling's response. He's got AIDS. Did he do any business? Did he help anyone in South L.A.? Cooper replied, well, I think he has HIV. He doesn't actually have full-blown AIDS, which Andrew Scooper did say full-blown AIDS. Uh, Sterling said, well, what kind of a guy goes to every city, has sex with every girl, then he catches HIV? Keep in mind, this is the 80-some-year-old man with a 23-year-old girlfriend. Okay. Um, is that someone we want to respect and tell our kids about? I think he should be ashamed of himself. I think he should go into the background. But what does he do for the black people? He doesn't do anything. That was Sterling's response on national television during the Anderson Cooper interview when he's already under fire for being racist. But what, what does, does he do, he do for, for the black well, people? Well, what he does he do for the, for the black people? This was uh, Donald Sterling's reply. He goes on. There's there's another really funny moment in there where he actually asks Anderson Cooper, "Well, how would you feel, you know, if you're in love with a girl and she's she's with all these other men?" Anderson Cooper's gay. Very yeah. publicly, he's gay. So mm-hmm. it is kind of it is kind of hilarious. Did he? Day. How did he even? An- oh, I'm a, never mind. You don't have to, have to tell me. I'm going to watch. Uh, this I just suggest, yeah, finding the interview and watching it, and it is it is funny. It is funny. So uh, there is that. Um, also, uh, his uh, estranged wife, uh, what's her name, Shelley Sterling, wants to now try to get control of the team. I don't think that's going to happen. No, she's kind a of a idea. nutball herself. She is a nutball. Yeah. Herself. She is absolutely nutball herself. Um, All right. And finally, well, I've got two things here in ball talk. One is this, uh, that the Portland Trailblazers beat the San Antonio Spurs last night. They sure did. Which, uh, a good win for them. That means the series is now 3-1 in San Antonio's favor. No NBA team, I believe, ever has come back from being down 0-3 in a seven-game series. Ever. It's only happened a handful of times in the four major sports in the United States. Wait, so if they've so, if they've come back from zero and three, they've never won the entire series, not the seven. Right, they've never no team being down zero three. <gasps> oh, so you don't mean like the entire series of? Uh, you mean like this particular series they're in right now, round two? No, I mean in the entire NBA history. Okay, no team has been down zero three and come back to win the series. All right. So, if they were to, if the Blazers were somehow to win it, they would be the first in the history of the NBA to do that. So this is. Off- Do you follow what I'm saying? Yeah, kind of because there was that hockey team, Ryan's hockey team. That no, was- that's NHL. Okay, so you're talking about in the NBA specifically. NBA specifically, no team has ever done it. Okay. Now, um, yeah, it's in even in the rest of the sports, it's only happened a handful of times. The Red Sox did it against the Yankees in 2004, I think. Uh, the LA Kings just did it to the San Jose Sharks okay, in yeah. NHL playoffs. But it's it's only a handful of times in all of the four major sports, NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and NFL. Well, NFL, I guess, doesn't count. They don't have this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so in the in the, those three sports. So in best of seven series, a team being down 0-3 has never won that series. Gone okay. On to win it. So there it is. But we'll see what happens. Uh, moving on this to ball talk. This is exciting. 
Uh, moving on to Bell Talk, uh, I'll, I'll just go to this uh, this final story. Now, of course, with Johnny Manziel, back to Johnny Football. Johnny Football. Going to the Cleveland Browns, this is a big, big deal for them. Uh, the Cleveland Browns are a long-maligned franchise. Their team never seems to win. They always seem to mess it up somehow. But yet they still come back and get very excited. And right now they're... What are the Cleveland Browns? Like, what, what is their mascot? Brown is the... If, and let me make sure I have this correct. I believe Brown is the name of an old coach that they had, like, way back when. Okay. And so the team was named after that coach. Okay. Which, it's still kind of a lame name. Um, but they also call it the Dog Pound because they have, like, a bulldog kind of thing. That's kind of their mascot. Doesn't really have much to do with the Brown, as far as I know, but nonetheless. I know we have listeners from that area who probably will write in and uh, scold me on not getting this mm-hmm. correct. No, they won't scold. They'll just correct. Yeah, they'll correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Cleveland Browns, very excited that uh, Johnny Football was drafted by them. Johnny Manziel. So much so that, Sarah, guess what's already happened? Oh, no. Guess what we already have? We've got a Cleveland Browns song about Johnny Football. That can't be. Johnny was a schoolboy when he saw his first Cleveland Brown. Tim Couch, I think it was, and from there the list goes on and on. Got himself a football, used to throw it every night. And now he's in an A&M outfit and everything's alright. Don't you know? Don't you know? Johnny told Jimmy H, hey Jimmy, I'm going to play. What is going on here? Up in Cleveland town where the sun shines every day. Does it shine a lot in Cleveland? No. Jimmy came to his house, he had a big smile on his face. Jimmy's the owner. Okay. Johnny said, hey there Jimmy, I think I'm going to love this place. Oh my God. Don't you know, don't you know. Don't you know that you are a Cleveland Brown? This is like the most depressing fan song ever. <laughs> don't you know? They don't really seem like fans. Browns. Don't you know that you are a Cleveland Brown? And all of Cleveland loves you just as long as long as you win. <laughs> but they only love you as long as you win? Hell yeah. Greg, I don't think I could take much more of this. Straight up to number one. I cannot believe there's already a fan song. Oh yeah. Of course I and of course you find it. Oh yeah. Why would you not? Alright. Johnny Football, Cleveland Brown. We'll see what happens. Well, it looks like they're gonna turn on him pretty quickly. Oh, they'll turn on him. Yeah. They'll they'll turn right right quick on him if he uh, if he doesn't perform. But he will sell a crap load of jerseys, which I believe he is number one right now. It's either him or Michael Sam. They're both right up there. I think Michael Sam might have sold the most. It's I, I can't remember which one, to be honest. It's going back and forth. But both of them are selling a lot of merchandise. Johnny Football. Johnny Football. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Wait, did he really say Temple of Sadness in there? <laughs> Probably, yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, Cleveland Brown fans, I mean, it is, it's got to be miserable being a Cleveland Brown fan. And I, that's why I respect it because they've got, their, their team always finds a way to fail. Like, we know it's hard being Trailblazers fans sometimes, especially mm-hmm. over the last 10 years when we've had, you know, ups and downs and the Greg Oden stuff and then Roy getting his knee hurt. They've had it worse. 
Cleveland Browns haven't haven't even had the hope. They've never, so they don't even know what hope feels like. I don't know if they do know what hope feels like. Well, I mean, because that was kind of a spiteful song when he's just like, we'll love you as long as you win. Right. That's not a fan song. That's like a <laughs> threat song. Mm, yeah, so. maybe a little bit of a threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. But uh, nonetheless, jo- Johnny Football is there. If he does win, he will be the hero of Ohio for the rest of his life. But, sure. But uh, if he doesn't. Yeah, they'll they'll turn on them real Cleveland quick. Cleveland just seems. I mean, you know, if you live in Cleveland, you're listening in Cleveland. Tell me the good things about Cleveland. I want to know about them because I know nothing about it except for it just seems sad. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me. Yeah, that's true. I mean, our rep, you know, Portlandia and all that stuff, and then yeah, I mean, ooh, we're eccentric and, and hippies and <laughs> nag champa and shit. It's like you know all of our stories. I want to know. I want to know what Cleveland's like. All right. That's my bottom line. Okay. Well, right. we'll have uh, maybe maybe one of our listeners over there can send us an email. Okay. Funemploymentradio at gmail.com. All right. Well, did you want to talk about the thing that you were talking that you were going to bring up earlier? Oh, it was just yeah, it was just a brief thing, but I thought it was I thought it was pretty hilarious. So, uh, kind of a side thing. Ba- back when I was talking about how I couldn't sleep last night, of course, that's when I get on my phone and I look up weird news. Stories were you looking up angry things about Christian Slater to hate him more? No, <laughs> I wanted to avoid Christian Slater. I wanted to get Christian Slater off my mind. So, because when is he not on your mind? Am I right? No, I never think about Christian Slater. I think he's clearly you fine. do somewhere in your subconscious. You think of Christian Slater. He's a fine guy. I like some of his movies and all that stuff. Just last night, he was an asshole to me. Um, so, uh, but with that, you know, I look up. Of course, I look up my paranormal news. I look up all of that stuff, and somehow I stumbled upon this. Did you know that North Korea? North Korea, yes. What? Segway. Your mind is like the weirdest thing ever. It is. This is this is me in the middle of the night. North Korea has a travel app. So apparently they just put this out to try to uh, encourage people to um, to come and travel there, which is just ridiculous. But it's a it's a called North Korea Travel. It's ninety nine cents on uh, in the app store. I did not buy it as I have no desire to buy it. But I did read some of the reviews. The it's reviews, the North Korea travel app store? North Korea travel app. So okay. the reviews are some of the greatest stuff that I've ever read because it's obviously clearly fake. I mean, it's all fake. They're yeah. all very... Um, well, it's all like it's North Korea-y, right? Uh, well, yes, but it's, it's written in the reviews are written from the viewpoint of... Uh, clearly, like American American style names. Okay, I'll say that. You know, very. Is there a Johnny Scott football? Lafoy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nicole Laughlin. You know, uh, Chris Rankin, and they're all written in English. But they're they're. It's obvious they're trying to cater to an American audience or at least a Western audience to say, look, North Korea is a okay because in their weird mind, this is going to change our opinion on them. Wait, why do they don't want us to come to North Korea? Why do they? Do they just want to change I, the opinion? Who knows? Who knows? I guess yeah, I'm asking you to make opinion. sense of North Korea right now. Greg. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, if anybody could make sense of North Korea, then they would be a. Uh, they could solve world peace. I don't know. Nobody can do that. But what I can do is laugh at the fake reviews they put on their app. So I'm taking a look at this. This review was the first one on here. It comes from Chris Rankin. Regarding the app, saved my dog from polio. My sweet, sweet dog, Bumufka, was in the midst of the battle for his, her life with doggy polio. We were out of options, exhausting all American veterinary clinics resources. I, I read about an experimental treatment specifically for dog polio being practiced in North Korea with little hesitation. I purchased this app and was on my way. The good doctors of North Korea killed my dog, but I did meet my wife. Thanks for the app and thanks, North Korea. See, I don't know if that's real or if that's them, if that's like somebody poking fun at them or whether it's somebody who's actually Wait, are they North trying Korea. to say that the North Korea app Cured their dog's polio. No, because of the app, they found out they could travel to North Korea. To cure the polio. Right. 
Now, again, I don't know. It's hard to tell what are people just just kind of fucking with the North Korea app or whether they are these are actually the North Korean ones. Because then it goes on like some of the next reviews are um, thorough and insightful. This app has a clear and easy to use layout and is extremely detailed. It has everything you would need to know before traveling to the country just for personal interest about this fascinating country. The photos are a great addition. The app works perfectly on Samsung S5. I would recommend to everyone whether you are thinking of visiting the country or just wish to learn more in a handy format and thoroughly informative sections. (laughs) Easy to use. Very good for any interested in traveling to the DPRK. This app is well designed, easy to read, and easy to use. It It includes lots of highly detailed background research. So it just goes on and on with all of these reviews talking about how, ooh, how amazingly easy it is. How wonderful this app works. Quick, easy, and packed with info. It's, it's pretty damn hilarious. It's pretty damn hilarious as far as uh, everything on here. I kind of feel like I'm going to fall down that rabbit hole later because I want to read everything about that. I'm debating. I want to know how the North Korea app can change my life for the better. Right. Well, it is uh, informative, easy to use, written from an unbiased Western perspective and would be essential reading for anyone planning a trip to yeah, North Korea. Yeah, you know Korea. that we should probably just... I will give you a dollar, Greg. Should I just download it? I, you absolutely should. I cannot believe you've been asking that. All right. I will buy it. I well, will why buy don't you app. buy it and start uh, figuring out how it works? In the meantime, I can start a little world of crazy right. since you know that wasn't crazy. Enough or anything. All right, let's do that. Make sure it's only 99 cents and they don't like charge you. There's some like trickery there. <laughs> some North Korean trickery? There could be some North Korean trickery. What if it's like every t- every second you look at it, it's 99 cents? It could be tricking you, Greg. Yeah, too late. I bought it. Now it's on my record. Uh oh. Oh, hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First up, first up, I got a little little celebrity news. Oh, if you will, some celebs are in the news, and I don't know if you've ever heard of these people. Now, have you ever heard of a couple named Jay Z and Beyonce? Uh, yes, I'm mildly familiar. Okay, you're mildly familiar. I will say that when you said 99 cents, I did instantly go to 99 problems with a bitch one. There you go. Well, of course, Jay Z and Beyonce are. This is what the article says. I'm going to say this, Keelan. Get ready for me to break your soul. The Bonnie and Clyde of hip-hop. Oh, God. Re- that's what they Who? call themselves. That's what they call they themselves? They call themselves the Bonnie. Do they know what Bonnie and Clyde actually were? Yeah, they don't give a fuck. So they're going to rob banks and then shoot people. And, and then, then murder people and then and, die together. Yeah, and then yeah. die together in a horrible shootout. Yeah. So that's they're the Bonnie and Clyde. Jay-Z okay. and Beyonce, who call themselves the Bonnie and Clyde of hip-hop, have always <laughs> seemed to have... The perfect relationship. I never thought that, but that's, I guess, what people thought, is that they had people the perfect relationship. But now, their picture-perfect image is crumbling no! before our eyes. No! After disturbing footage has emerged, showing Beyonce and Jay-Z at a party last week with Beyonce's sister, uh, Sol- Solange. Solange, I think? Solange. I don't know. Solange Knowles. So this was after they went to a party at the Met. And apparently, video footage is being released. It has been released. And you should watch it. There's no point in playing it on the air because it's just silent. It's uh, security camera footage of Solange Knowles brutally attacking Jay-Z. So you see her fly across this elevator and start punching and kicking him. All the meanwhile, while Beyonce's just kind of standing there, like, staring and not doing anything about it. That's weird. It was really weird. So it is actually them? Yeah. So this has happened. So this is uh, security footage that was leaked to the media yesterday. But of course, so this isn't the first time, though, that uh, Jay-Z apparently has been, I guess he has a little bit of a temper, and I guess apparently so does Beyonce's sister. 
So according to many websites, including Blind Gossip, somebody who worked for NFL for the NFL when uh, Beyonce, of course, was the halftime singer during the Super Bowl show. Okay, yes. And we remember yeah. that, of course. Mm-hmm. So uh, That was last year, right? So this is last year. It was in 2013. So apparently people who were NFL employees who were there, you know, while Beyonce and Jay-Z were there while she was trying to get ready for her halftime show. Uh, apparently an NFL employee spotted the Jay-Z barking instructions at Beyonce in the green room before her Super Bowl performance. He became angry at her that she wasn't giving him her full attention. And then he grabbed her phone out of her hands. He discovered that she was texting someone else and started going through all of her texts. His voice started out low, but before long he was yelling out loud saying, you motherfucking bitch. Whoa. Yeah, before long, the site claims Beyonce jumped up and got in his face and started yelling and swearing right back. She tried to grab the phone back from him, but he pushed her away and continued going through her phone and screaming at her, pushing her away, berating her, and calling her every derogatory name uh, for a woman in the book. So onlookers who were not NFL employees, so there were NFL employees and there were their handlers. So the NFL employees called the scene horrific, but they also say that uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z's team seemed totally used to such behavior. They weren't even shocked by the fact that they were getting into a knockdown dragout argument. Uh, I could... I mean, obviously, not that I know much about them personally, but eh, yeah, I can see that. I, mean, I can see them both being very strong personalities who are also not very grounded in reality. Yeah. So there you go. There's some. So so what's going to come of this? I don't know. So uh, so so it's Solange Knowles hitting him. He didn't hit her, did he? No. Yeah. So he just kind of got beat up or got smacked around by. Yeah. Her. So I don't really know exactly what's happening with that, but that video is everywhere. So that's something that you might want to know if you see that being referenced. Like, oh, Jay Z. You know. Yeah. Solange. It was in an elevator. Solange. Is it Solange. I, I don't know. I I don't honestly. I don't know much about Beyonce or her sister. Or is that another <laughs> Destiny's Child chick? Is she in that? Um. No, I don't think so. Oh, there's that other hot chick that was in Destiny's Child. Well, um, yeah, clearly they're all like hot singers. They're all supposed to be hot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. All right, next up, Greg, I've got some historical news. I go from <laughs> from pop culture news to history. Oh. Greg. Yes. It's now being reported. Is a sunken shipwreck off of Haiti the long-lost remains of the Santa Maria? Christopher Columbus's flagship from his first voyage to the Americas. Really? It's being claimed now that the Santa Maria has been found. How? How do they know? Well, let me tell you, the underwater explorer Barry Clifford. I am an underwater explorer named Barry Clifford. I'm Barry. I'm Barry. Hi, I explore underwater. Uh, Barry Clifford led a team that found and investigated the wreck, says he's confident that it is. And if anyone can be confident, it's Barry Clifford. So we're just going on the word of Barry Clifford. No, Barry Clifford says, uh, Greg, I don't... Clifford? Clifford. Okay. No, Greg, I don't know if you heard me say that Barry Clifford is an underwater explorer, okay? okay. I'm sorry, I did God not. God damn it. I didn't clarify that. Don't be disrespectful. That. that was my fault. Uh, so Barry Clifford goes on to say, this is the ship that changed the course of human history. If the uh, So um, if the claim is confirmed, it would go down as one of the most significant underwater archaeological, archaeological discoveries ever. Uh, what was it? What would it be? Archaeological discoveries ever. I need okay. more coffee. Man, I could not. Did you have problems? Oh, you did have problems sleeping last night is what you said. I woke up at 1.30 in the morning, could not fall back asleep. That was it. Ah. It was very not restful. Was your head dubbed over by Christian Slater? Mm Mm-mm. Okay. I wouldn't mind a Christian Slater dream now and again, but not now. Like Heather's era, Christian Slater. Now his forehead's just way too big and shiny. Wow. So uh, anyway, so underwater explorer Barry Clifford goes on to say, it is the Mount Everest of shipwrecks for me. (laughs) But this isn't a new find for him, Greg. So what happened is... That Barry Clifford actually found this wreck in 2003. Clifford or Clifford? Clifford. Clifford. Like Clifford the Big Red Dog. Okay. Clifford. Uh, so 
they found this back in 2003, but it's only now being determined that it was the Santa Maria because a cannon that was found as part of the wreck was misdiagnosed as from a different timeline. So they thought that maybe it wasn't it because the Santa Maria wouldn't have had that particular cannon. However, now going back and researching, it turns out that type of cannon was on the Santa Maria. Okay. All right. So uh, Barry Clifford, uh, a few weeks ago, returned to the wreck with a group of experts. Uh, The team measured and photographed the ship. And it still has attributes that warn and excavation to determine the site's identity. However, uh, people have looted the site since then. So I guess people go and loot shipwrecks? Uh, yeah, because you can probably sell that stuff for a lot. Yeah, because I didn't realize this. So it was uh, it was stuck on a reef off of Haiti's northern coast. And it was only 10 to 15 feet below the, wa- the water surface. Wow. So there's that. I want to see more information about uh, Barry Clifford's records on this. Yeah, I don't what know. What his proof is. That's what Barry Clifford says, Greg, and who are you to not believe him? I don't know. I'm going to start making up stuff that I found. A woman in Singapore was in for a bad surprise after she sat down to use the bathroom earlier this month and was reportedly bitten by a python that was hiding in her toilet. That story can never start off well, whatever it's going to end up. A woman went to the Sitting bathroom down and in was a bathroom. surprised. Well, this one, the last time this happened, this was the dude who got his scrotum bit. This was just her leg. Remember, he had... It latched onto his... Yes, I know. I, I recall. Yes. So 34-year-old Norzalinda Asat said she felt a sharp pain shortly after sitting down in a toilet in the master bedroom of her home. When she stood up, she realized the pain was caused by a bite from a long snake that had clamped its fangs into her right thigh. Which I don't understand why she would... Oh, I guess it could have just been going up and then bit on, through the toilet. So I'm like, how would she not feel a snake going around and biting the outside of her thigh? But it must have been like the inside of her thigh. So it was in the toilet. It was inside the toilet. Ugh. It was hiding in her toilet. The woman was taking... do you look when you... I guess maybe it was coiled around like the top inside. <gasps> oh, that's a horrible thing to say. Because you can't really see there. What is wrong with you? I'm just saying. So the woman was taken to a local hospital and treated for a snake bite, but discharged uh, shortly thereafter. So this woman's kind of a badass. Her name is Norsalinda Asat. She managed to grab the snake once it bit her. However, was able to get back into the toilet system, and they were not able to recover the reptile. But she grabbed it off of her leg. Way to go. I mean, I guess that's what you'd have to do. I guess so. Try and get its fangs out of you. Ew. Uh, the snake has been described as a brown python measuring at least six feet in length. Six feet? Six feet. No, then never mind. It's not going to be hiding up under the bowl. How would you not see that when you open it up? When you when you lift the lid Sometimes on the toilet. Sometimes maybe she really had to pee. A six-foot python wrapped around in there? You would know that. You would notice something six feet long. I don't know if I believe this woman's story. I don't, maybe they have different types of and shapes of toilets. I'm having trouble. Uh, I'm having trouble believing it. Where was this at again? I'm sorry. This was in... Sorry, I'm scrolling back up. Uh, Singapore. There's no way you mix a six-foot python in your toilet. What if it was dark in the the bathroom and she was just running into the bathroom? It's a standard toilet. Do you always turn the lights on in your your bathroom? Yeah, if I'm going to be sitting down, yeah. Yes, yes. I, don't, I, always, I have like a no, little. I always turn on. I have like yeah, a little no. light in my bathroom that I'll leave on during the night, but I don't turn on my bright bathroom light. So it's just a little bit of a glow in there. It's not very I light. Al- I always turn on the light. I want to know what's in the room. I don't want to be in there. Eh, no, no. 
Yeah, Tony's suggesting it could be an outhouse toilet. I mean, yeah, that's possible, but... Yeah, see, that would be possible. Singapore is pretty... It's either a python or a fluke worm. Singapore is pretty wealthy. I would imagine it's a... A uh, fluke man. It's a standard bathroom. Well, next up, we're going to the Anhui province in China. So, of course, you know, I have lots of stories about things appearing in food that shouldn't be there. Oh, no. A diner by the name of Mai Ling was halfway through her fish and calamari rings dish at a restaurant in China when she discovered a particularly rubbery piece of calamari only Calamari's to discover already rubbery. Well, particularly rubbery. Only to discover after upon putting it in her mouth and chewing it that it was a condom. Oh. Hidden inside of the fish and how big are these calamari sushi? rings? Well, or you know, I mean, calamari. Uh, calamari, like, excuse me. Yeah, I mean they're about that same size. I mean, there's a picture of the dish if you want to find it. It just looks gross, and I wasn't going to do that to you guys. And you don't have to post that in the chat. I really don't want to see don't, it. Yeah. So this is what happened. So this uh, diner named Mai Ling was at this restaurant when she ended up taking a bite of chewy calamari, which turned out to be a condom. So events That's took- just another reason not to eat calamari. It's gross. I love calamari. Oh, no, it's gross, man. Yeah, it's all those so tentacles, good. like squishy things. And- no, I can't eat when, they, when they're shaped like little like octopus heads. But when I was in when I was little, my sister and I lived in Spain. That's what my mom and dad, we would eat them constantly because we go to this place down the road, I remember, um, and she would call them rubber bands. To trick you? Yeah, and so we'd just eat rubber bands all the time. We thought they were the best thing ever. We were like, rubber bands! Ew. And turned out they were just a lot of squid. All right, so events, this is what happened. So Mai Ling, who uh, was the one who put the contraceptive in her mouth, decided to complain, of course, to the owner of the restaurant saying, hey, I just put a condom in my mouth. So she alerted the owner of the restaurant, who then picked up the condom, put it in her mouth, and swallowed it. What? So this is what, so the boss says that apparently... The woman who was... Who it's like put, destroying the evidence? Yeah, I, apparently the woman who had put the condom in her mouth <laughs> said, uh, this is what the boss is saying, she said that this woman told her that if she ate the condom, then she wouldn't put it, file any complaints about it. So the boss, in turn, put the condom in her mouth and ate it. So this woman ate the condom to stop her argument with the customer, um... And actually accused the diners of putting it into their food so they could get a free meal. So what she's saying uh, in rebuttal is saying that uh, she said that they told her if she ate the condom, they would leave the matter. So she decided to eat it and swallow it. (laughs) Just reminds me of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia when Mac just eats the contract thinking that's going to get rid of it. Yeah. Logic. Well, sure, I mean, there is no evidence. I know from having a dog that used to get into my my weird roommate's room. Yeah. You don't want that coming back out of you. My when Muppet would Muppet got into my roommate that like years ago. I had a dog named Muppet. He's no longer with us, but um, my roommate would just leave uh, unwrapped used condoms oh. in his in his trash can. And how did I find this out? Is because Muppet found them delicious and would poop them all out. And let's just say it isn't that they don't come out empty. So it's good luck with that, lady. And finally, speaking of poop, Greg, I have an update on the Texas, on the Houston, Texas cereal pooper. 
Oh, okay. Now explain again. What was this guy doing? This is the guy that's been. Um, this isn't the slide guy. The slide guy, I think, is in Colorado. I no, the slide guy is in uh, Michigan. He's in Michigan. He's in the same place where our friend Keelan King used to live. Okay. Coincidentally, somebody is pooping on slides in Michigan They've in this not- town where Keelan used to live. They have not count the Michi- caught the Michigan pooper. Yeah, However, I wonder if they're looking in the wrong place. Perhaps, maybe this person isn't in Michigan anymore. Perhaps they live in Oregon now, and perhaps we've seen this person. This perhaps this person does a show. No, on don't the even. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying all these things are perhaps they're all possibilities. They're possibility. They're all possible. All, all I know is I've never met anyone from that Michigan town, and I do know somebody who did used to live there. Well, let me tell you this. I'm this putting is from, two and two together, Sarah. This is uh, well, investigative it's, skills. It's just magical to see that smart brain of yours just work overtime. Well, there is an update for the Houston, Texas serial pooper who's been terrorizing a Houston, Texas neighborhood. He has not been caught. However, his image has now been caught on camera. Oh. So they have a little bit of an inkling. This was the downfall of the Swiss cheese pervert, remember? Right, yeah, he was Like, he was camera. doing all right, and then he was caught on camera, and then someone finally recognized him. So this guy's bouncing around from driveways, right? Yeah, he's in the driveway. And- yeah, he's the driveway slash yard, front yard pooper in Houston. So the mysterious suspect has been dubbed the serial pooper. <laughs> In various media reports, after being caught on camera, so he was finally just caught on camera this past weekend, he's repeatedly emptied his bowels into the neighborhood of Woodland Heights in Houston, Texas. He really doesn't like Woodland Heights. Yeah, and has so far escaped unpunished. Some of the actual headlines in Houston read as such, Neighborhood haunted by serial pooper, and it's not a dog. Also, serial pooper deposits evidence in a Houston suburb. Local Houston resident of Woodland Deposits Heights. Deposits evidence. That's really the title. That's the headline. Local resident Amy Parsons is not happy. Now, she is a happy resident until this started happening of Woodland Heights, and she goes on to say, This is our neighborhood. Whatever people think should go on around here, pooping is not okay. We don't want dogs pooping in our yard. Why would we want humans? Well, it's very strange. That makes a good point. She mm-hmm. makes a good point. I wonder what makes Amy Parsons happy. No, no, probably not a lot. I mean, I can understand being unhappy with this, but what what's Amy Parsons? What would be like the, a fun night out with Amy Parsons? Amy Parsons? Yeah. I don't know. Well, she said, it, she also goes on to say, it's definitely not a nice thing to do to people going to the bathroom in their driveway. It's not nice. <laughs> now, police officers are still looking for the poopetrator. This. Also, this is a new fact. So what they've been finding now, so the latest, the latest, um, let me try and find... Deviant defecations. I just found another one that wrote that. Did you wrote that or that was in no, there? No, that was in there. Uh, are also reporting that now he has started to bring along paper towels to clean himself up with, but then he just throws them alongside the poop. Oh, insult to injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are asking who Amy Parsons is. Amy Parsons is a concerned citizen of Woodland Heights in Houston, Texas. I want to see what Amy Parsons looked like. Is there? Is there? There's no picture of Amy. I'm sure that she'd like it if you're looking up like the poor lady who's having her yard pooped in. (laughs) I mean that does suck. I would be very upset too. Hmm. I've caught people using the uh, using my front yard as a bathroom before. Oh yeah. Twice. Yeah, twice it's happened. Well, there you go, my friends. There's your update and your world of crazy. Did you download that app? Uh, I'm trying. Okay, here's the thing. I did try to download Uh-oh. the app. 
But uh, shocking, I think there's something wrong with it. Oh, God, you probably just frozen your phone up. Uh, no, I'm probably, this probably isn't something I should have done. I probably shouldn't have downloaded a North Korea travel app for humorous purposes <laughs> because it keeps giving some weird error, and it's probably just infected my phone with some kind of weird virus Uh-oh. thing. And now I'm... Uh, Pretty I'm soon, Kim Jong-un is going to be yelling at you from your phone. <laughs> Coming through the phone. Mm-hmm. He's watching you. Yes. Shocking that the North Koreans would put out a faulty phone app. Well, they did uh, figure out a cure for dog polio, so there's that. There is that. You, mm-hmm. do, have a, you do have a good point when it comes to that <laughs> all right well um since uh, that's that's not working maybe we should maybe we should just go ahead and wrap up because sure. also what's happening right now uh, just behind the scenes outside of our studio they're doing some work in the uh on the building yeah i don't know what is going on out there I know like what's multiple going on. generators no i know what's going on because they sent us an email about it but it sounds like how long ago did they send us an email because uh, about an hour ago <laughs> Wow, that's a wow! I'm really glad that that wasn't last week when we had like four out of town comedians coming in and we're trying to do you know a radio show. Yeah, no. Well, luckily it didn't work out like that. So uh, I believe we're going to be washing the windows or something like that. So now this is going to time videos for us to go ahead and wrap up for today. All right, but good call. We do want to say though, thank you to one of our wonderful sponsors, which unfortunately we didn't get a chance to meet up with mm-hmm. uh, Rep Monty. But man, I wanted to meet her. Me in person. too. I wanted to hang out at Bridgetown, but Bridgetown was so crazy that it didn't work out. Well, now since they're opening their you know their new place here, maybe yes. she'll be in town more, and then we'll actually get to meet her next time. Absolutely. So we're we talking have... about Monty, of course, from Squarespace. Squarespace. Mm-hmm. Squarespace.com, the all-in-one source for your website needs. It is so fantastic. You can go there now and sign up for a free trial. You don't even need to put in a credit card or anything like that. Squarespace.com slash fun employment and you'll see how easy it is to make a website for whatever you want. Whether it's for your, for your band, for your own personal personal projects you have. Maybe you want to sell something. You can integrate a store right there with their site. Like you can you can be selling stuff within an hour of going there, set that up, boom. You oh, can yeah. be selling things online. I mean, it's, it's just that easy. And uh, Squarespace.com and of course use the offer code fun employment and you get 10% off of your purchase. Heck it's yeah. already really low price, but use that code because then that shows them, hey, uh, you guys are cool. You like Fun Employment Radio. I like Fun Employment hey, Radio you're too. you're cool. Hey, you're cool. And you want to give me a discount? Awesome. Offer code Fun Employment, 10% off at awesome. squarespace.com. I really think you sold it like the, all the finger points and stuff. Oh, there's a lot here. of finger points that I'm doing in so here. So many finger points. Um, a lot of finger points. I didn't do any clicks like... You know, one of those? like uh, Oh, yeah, with the, oh yeah, with the click and the finger point? Use a, use a fun employment, get 10% off. You Don't be I'm creepy. Talk, you know what I'm talking about. No, that's creepy. Something like that. Maybe not the whistle. That might have been Don't appropriate. Don't do that. I'm not right. sure. Um, fun Employment Radio Comedy Showcase. Get your tickets at funemploymentradio.com. It is going to be awesome. We yes, we're so all excited. There. All right, thanks, everyone. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Dot com, bye. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.